0: J.M. and the A.M. How on earth can I play Halachma Anya from Benzion Schenker today? Well, when we have an interview with Rai Pesach Krohn about the uh, Seder, about the brand new Hagada, about the brand new book entitled At the Maggit Seder, I justify playing Benzion Schenker's Halachma Anya, even though yesterday was Shushan Purim. How do you like that? Uh, before that, Shal us with Yibun, Thursday morning broadcast, J.M. and the A.M. We're on Facebook Live, facebook.com slash. Nahum Siegel Network, if you're watching right now, this is the book at the Magid Seder. Artscroll.com is the website. If you go there now and use the promo code radio, this book by Hesach Kron, which is worth anything. It's priceless. Nonetheless, they're still giving a generous discount if you use promo code radio. Go to artscroll.com, use promo code radio, and save 15% off of At The Magid Seder, Rabbi Pesach Kron, in our studio at America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program, heard on listener-sponsored digital radio, around the world, the web, at NachumSegel.com, on the Siegel Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. And with great pleasure, we present somebody known as the American Magid, the commandment of Sipor Yitzias Mitzrayim, is one of the most beloved of mitzvos, what better way can we find to fulfill this command than by sharing stories of courage, amunah, compassion, and spiritual heroism? And what better person can we find to tell us those stories than the famed American Magid, Rabbi Pesach Krohn? Rabbi Krohn, welcome back to JM in the AM. It is so great to be back here. It's been a while. But... It has been a while, and it's so... I mean, I, 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 we got to talk about the book, because otherwise Gedalia is not going to let me get away with and it. And his son
1: is now working there, oh, too. Oh, that's right, but there's,
0: but there's so many other things I need to discuss with you, Rabbi First of all, I hope you remember some of the rules about JM in the AM. Which is? Well, rule number one... We always get Hananya in there. <laughs> we, always, we always mention Hananya Kramer somehow. Yeah, that's my a son-in-law. That's correct. Rule number two, Stam. Let's see if you remember this, and if Go you ahead. don't, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna Go be upset. Heard, Stam Rib Schleima in this studio is Reb Shlaima Freifeld. No, you always oh, do R- that. Oh. You always do that to me. Reb Shlaima Kala Of course. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and Reb is. Advice to you. Right. <laughs> no matter what <laughs> even even with do, all due respect to your david rev- right? who's who's beloved, I just spoke to him when my uh, son just got engaged oh, so. myself.
1: I'm on my way to him later oh uh, there you are. Yeah. so
0: please said yeah. my best I certainly will. he and his rabbi are amazing oh. uh but yes you know sometimes <laughs> you know. <laughs> but it's for the reason I bring this up is we did a historic interview years ago, mm-hmm. and I was telling you this dramatic story that I had started oh. uh having to do with Osama so I said to you I said. So Ripschleimbo once said, and you said Ripschleimbo Fryfalt. I said, "No, no, we my crone in this studio. Stop Ripschleimbo, Ripschleimbo Kalba." Anyway, welcome. It is such a delight to see you. Thank you, Baruch Hashem. And uh, and 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 yet another book, Baruch Hashem. I mean, how many books do you have in you that you,
1: that you continue to produce book yeah. after book? It's you know, can I tell you a little story? Please. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Already, you're starting with the story.
1: <laughs> You know, they say that the Chavetz Chaim, yeah. many times when he davened, Rav Segel as well, would talk to Hashem in Yiddish. And he once said to Hashem, he was davening, and he said, "Rabbi you gave me the Mishnah B'rura, You gave me Shmir Salashen. You gave me the Seif HaVas Chesed. What could I do for you? Wow. In other words, he felt that it was such an honor for him that Hashem allowed him to write these tremendous majestic swarim right. that are used in Qal Israel, And that's how I feel. Like, you know, when I take a look and I think back that, you know, all the swarim for the Brismila book, the Traveling with the Magid, all the Magid books. I mean, there are nine Magid books of stories. Wow. It's unbelievable. And then the Glittering World of Chesed and the books on speeches. and Plus now, the DVDs. That's right. And the human body one. And right. The, uh. And now this, I tell you, at and the people, people were shocked that you didn't have a specific Pesach book out. Yes. Well, so let me tell you what happened. For years, my wife's been telling me to write a haggadah. Right. And, you know, when you write, you have to be in a certain frame of reference. You feel that you can conquer the topic. and The haggadah is so massive. There are so many different pieces, over 50 different pieces and I was thinking, how am I going to do this? And besides, what can I do that's different mm-hmm. than all the other Agadas? There are thousands of Agadas with all of commentary. Sure. So they certainly every, don't need... Every uh, average Jewish family has 100 Agadas. Uh, that's right, exactly. Mm. I Okay, I personally love buying swarms. Mm-hmm. So you're right, I must have 200 Agadas, mm-hmm. without question. And um, And then it occurred to me that I'm going to make this different. And that's why... The Air, this why is this haggard different than all the other? Got, that's the fifth question, right? That's the fifth question, right? <laughs> exactly. And the answer is because each piece has stories, either one or two stories. Now, the introduction contains stories, right? And there's a great one in the right, introduction yeah. with the one with Rabbi uh, mm-hmm. Eisenman. Mm-hmm. Um, goodness we got to tell that he's he's fabulous we can't give away all the stories that's okay and what i do is i have a story on Manashtana, a story on right. halach Ma'anya, a story with rabbi lau on halach oh Ma'anya. gosh that's a fabulous, i read i read that one isn't that fabulous uh, and then yes right the avde, right you know, more exactly accurately, right? right and um on every piece and what i try to do is that even at the latter part of the Haggadah. You After when branching. we're
0: all drifting away? Right, exactly. When the kids are all sleeping, no, <laughs> you mean?
1: That's, that's what I wanted to concentrate on. And so I have great stories on Halel. I have great stories on, well, I have an original Pshara Chagadia. if you're interested. Totally different than anything anybody, anybody ever said. And people are going to think, either I'm a genius or I'm way <laughs> off. you know? But I really believe that there's a very strong message in Chagadia, And then when I grew up in Kew Gardens, so Rav Tanabam was the Rav Eli Tanabam's father, sure. and he and his children would sing on the second day's Yontif. There was like a simplest Yontif ritual. Echad mi'adeya in Yiddish right. to Jewish poetry. I loved it. To me, Yiddish is so holy, so halik, and they sang it so beautifully. And I, I wanted to print it, and I did, and I printed it in Yiddish. Wow! And so therefore, and so many people who have seen it already tell me. Oh my goodness! My Zayde used to sing that. I I didn't I remember. One guy wrote me Reform Menderwoods from Silver Spring, Red. I only remember till eight. Now I see the whole thing. It's so great because there are people who say yeah. I understand in Yiddish. That's right. And other That's languages. Right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Unbelievable. My daughter um, used to say it in Spanish. She had a Spanish right. teacher. Exactly. Right. right. So um, and then I have something so interesting that Bene will appreciate. You know, we do Echad Mi right? One is Hashem sure. to the Lucha's. So the stipler, when he was learning in the vardek, they had a song of Echad Miryadeh according to the Mishnayis. You know, like, Arba Ovas Nziket. It's four, right? Shnayim Ovas or It's four, right? So <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. And I wanted to see how high people go. So the stipler and Rabbi Chaim Kanievsky and Rabbi Shobelsky is sing, singing as well. They went up to 20. With Mishnayas, and I have it there, either Mishnayas or Brysis. I didn't so, notice by yeah, the That's way, at the end. Isn't that right. funny? I didn't notice it at the right, end. At, right, yeah, right. <laughs> and I figured that the B'nai Torah, you know, all these guys that are sitting and learning, they'll test themselves. So, let's see, what do you know about? Shmoina right. right. Shratzim, right. How about that? Let's you see know? if they'll know it by heart, like <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> they know Echem Diodea by heart. Asari Yuchsin, you know, in Kedushin. Very or, cool. Or Teishach uh, you know, I'm sorry. Very so cool. I thought it was such a delicious thing to have. So I added all these. So, this is, so just those those things are making this unique. I yeah. mean, people say, "Why?" Well, I'll I've tell got- you something else that always puzzled me. I never like to say a Gemara bothered me. Not want to say it. You know, this right. bothers me. Right. A Gemara doesn't bother you. Puzzles you. Not bother. I always wanted to understand why Hashem chose specifically those makkas, those plagues, what was the media Connected and me Mida? Very good. And I went through many Svarim and Madrasim, and I have I saw a you, whole section. I saw what you wrote on Dom. I right. saw that. Perspective on plagues. Right. And all of a sudden, you realize these Mitzrayim, they weren't the Nazis of their right. era. Well, and you got s- paid back for right. it. Right. Exactly. Meet the and Mida. Exactly. Me. That's exactly what I wanted to point out. Right. Why the Dom? Why the Tzvadea? Why Arif? And you know, Matus Solomon asked a great question. He says, Arif means a mixture, like an Arab. Right. Why is that the name of the maka You know, it doesn't it's not animals, right. but it was animals. And he explains, and I write in there, that the m- part of the maka was the tremendous confusion. The animals, the snakes, the scorpions, everything was attacking everybody. So like they didn't know which animals were coming next. Wow. And it was this whole mixture, that's what it was. The ore, the mixture of of so many animals coming from so many different parts of the world. So, like, you know, I get that chills when I say it. All of a sudden, now you understand what the Torah is talking about. Wow. And that's what I wanted to do with each of the makkas. You know, the borough, the cheshach, what did they do? They used to make people get up early in the morning in the dark and make them uh, work till late at night in the dark. So they got cheshach because that's how they punished the Jews. So, like, all of a sudden...
0: And, Tom they wouldn't allow them to bathe? Exactly. So when they went right. to bathe, it was blood? Exactly,
1: exactly. See, I read it. Yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> and, and, you know, to me, one of the most frightening things, I can't believe that the Malbum of all people, says this. It's amazing. It's not so typical, usually, the way the Malbum talks. The Malbum says that when the Tzadea came out of the river... The frogs, yeah. The frogs, when they came out of the river, so they had thrown Jewish children into the river, so now the sounds and the screaming of the it's fire, they the frogs coming out, sounded to them like little children coming out. Could you imagine how frightened they were? They, wow. they heard that. Oh, the mob writes that. And I write exactly what you can look at. Unbelievable.
0: So, the, the book is called At the Magid's Seder Stories and Insights of Grandeur and Redemption. And the Magid is here this morning at JM and the AM, right? Pesach Krohn is here. Uh, remember, you go to artscroll.com if you use the promo code radio. A 15% discount. It is rare to have our Crone be able to make an appointment in the morning to be anywhere. Uh, by the way, we, we, with the- COVID- We had to
1: cancel it one time because That's of correct. the virus, right?
0: Which we've done a million times <laughs> yeah. in the past. With coronavirus, you may have one of the most secure jobs in America right now because people still need to do Bristad on time. But let me
1: tell you something interesting. A Bristad, I'm supposed to have, maybe I shouldn't say what area, right. but on Sunday- they decided yesterday not to do it in shul. With
0: with, with the, obviously, with right. consultation with the rub, Right, They're, right. they're going to do it at home. They'll do it at home, right. And I
1: said to the guy, I want you to know, make the minion at home as well. Right. Because you have a minion in shul, and you don't want to invite everybody. People are going to be insulted. Right. Like this, you know, Sunday, the there's no queer satayra. Right. So then make the minion in the home. Just invite, you know, family right. and friends. And they're going to
0: have it very, very... And, and as Yoni Pollock points out, make the yeah. minion at home to avoid taheran, Right. <laughs> Isn't that the most important part Of That's having cool. you in a million Did uh, I even tell you the story Rebbe, 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 I'm With London right You've told me the story a million times But I, I gotta tell you There is no greater feeling When one walks into a shul For Shacharis On a Monday or Thursday And sees Rai Pesach Crone. Cause you know There's a brist And there will not be Tacharud <laughs> When's the last time You said Tacharud Or my crone?
1: <laughs> I tell you, But you know I once had a fabulous Shiloh I don't know if I ever told you this yeah. I was in Manchester. Right. I was in England. And yeah. I was diving in the shore of Manchester. At the same
0: day. Right? At the same
1: day, I was coming back to New York. Right. And I had a 5 o'clock bris in Manhattan. Right. I was going to come back at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Correct. But it was nighttime in Manchester. Correct. So when I dive there, do I park uh, there? Oh. Uh, the I'm, <laughs> so, I'm, pr- I'm proud of myself
0: and I remember all your stories. Right. <laughs> You know, and and th- earlier you mentioned, and we got to get back to yeah, At- well, well yeah, seder. we'll get back. You know, yeah. Gadalia may be listening. <laughs> yeah. We got to get back to the book here. <laughs> yeah. Um, although the Bruce Milo book is also an art scroll presentation. Yeah, everything so. is right. art scroll. Art um, the greatest. You mentioned before the end of the seder and how unique is it, it is that yeah. that you actually have both interpretations and some really cool right. stuff like right. ahami Day, et cetera. What I remember about my father before he was elderly was he would not just leave the seder table. We really? would, we would, we would sing the end of Chagigah, and yeah. then, and then he always found as we were cleaning up, yeah. he always found something to either say or read in his Hagadah, wow. because he didn't just want to yeah, walk away, leave. even if it right. was one thirty in the morning. He didn't just want right. to sort of walk away right. from the scene. Now, some people may find that insane because everyone's yeah. exhausted, yeah, and they want. But if you no. really appreciate,
1: it's Peta, like Shemini Adseris what the Gemara says about Hashem. Right. You know, stay with me one more day, right? Right. You don't want to leave it, and and, and that's how much. Right. That generation, and I pray
0: this generation, loves and love the Pesach Seder. Right. It is one of the, you know, you talk about grandeur, and, and, and it is one of the most incredible nights right. of the it year. Really it really and, is. And and if you're in Israel, where there's one Seder, oh, you know, someone who right. lives, it, it is... It's, I have someone said that. How can they have only one people, on Seder? People have said that to me, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not so sure I agree yeah. with you, but we we're not going to do that now. Yeah. But the the the, the majesty right. and the, the, the deep... Bonds that are formed between Amazing. family members yes. and guests, etc., yeah.
1: is something unique. Never i tell re- you a great story sure. about that. Um, I'm a ver- you know, what you say, especially about the latter part of right. the seder when you finish with the matz and the Murr and right. the and the and all. There are a lot of songs that families have traditionally, right. especially the German families. Sure. My son-in-law, Pfeiffer is from a Yekkisher family, and they have certain songs that they sing religiously, exactly the way the said it, The right. had it and Something like that. So I know that the girls want to sing it as well. Right. But if you have guests, you know, so the girls, are they not may be uncomfortable. uncomfortable sing. Right, right. They can't sing. So I remember one time it was in Brooklyn, and I was supposed to speak a couple nights before Pesach, which I did. And I said that one night you should have guests, and another night perhaps not have guests because, you know, the girls want to sing, right. and this is the traditional songs of the family, and they want to participate. So one night you have guests, one night you don't have guests. Now, there was a guy who shall remain unnamed who was filming all the different speeches that were going around that were being given in Brooklyn ah, that night. Right. And he happened to come in when I said that you shouldn't have guests. Oh, my! <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And, and he took that clip and he put it on Yeshiva World or something like that. Well, the next day, Haskell Bennett calls me up. He says, Rabbi Krohn, <laughs> you're getting slaughtered. <laughs> you know, it wasn't a pays Pesach, but... <laughs> Very good. <laughs> he says, You know, what did you say last night? I said, What do you mean? What did I say? And he plays me that clip. I said, Oh my, the guy came in the middle of a sentence. And I called you, Sheba World. And thank goodness they were very kind. They took it off. I'll but tell uh, you. you never know, huh? You never right. know. You got to be careful with everything. everything. Although, careful. Yeah. That you didn't have to be careful yeah, with. Right? But they
0: went ahead and took it out of context completely. Right. All right, Paysaw Cronus here in studio. You know, it's funny. The One of the things that everyone continues to say. As we in the entire world, Israel here and everywhere, go through what's going on now, is oh my gosh, God's really in control. God's really, control. and one of the things that we learn obviously from the Pesach story, you mentioned the Makos before, is that you know the enemy can be in control, and the enemy can be you know really you know putting the hammer down on on the Jewish people or anybody else, whoever they you know want to want to torture. And when God decides enough is enough, that is it. And can it's I such, tell you what
1: I thought of last night? Yeah was the middle of the night. And, you already had known uh, the NBA season was suspended? when,
0: when the Yes. Dad, you that, already had found that out. <laughs> I can't understand it, but okay. <laughs> we'll talk about that.
1: But it occurred to me, what happens, what would have happened if Schoen, this would have broke before the CMR shots? Wow. Could you imagine how much money would have been lost because they rented in that life stadium right. and how much planning would have gone down the tubes? And then it occurred to me that it really did. It happened December 20th. But right. China didn't tell everybody that it, that it was going on. So in America, we were able to have the CMA shots. You had 95,000 people. You think we could have 95,000 people together today? You can't get 95 today. Right. I'm supposed to go to Boston on this Sunday. They may cancel it because they just made a rule in Boston no gatherings of more than 250 people.
0: And there's schools that are closing now. Yeah. It's
1: terrible. So Hashem made it that we heard right. about it afterwards, But, after we, but, but we also
0: have to be careful when we, when we say things like this because yeah. we, we know a lot of people that are going to be losing a lot of oh, money terrible. for Pesach, and, and, so bad and for it, it's a time of year that is just, Never. I mean, every time of year is bad. Right. There is no good time of year for any of this because someone gets Pesach affected. The Pesach programs in
1: Italy have been closed. Where do you and, normally go Pesach? So now the last couple of years we stay home oh, or really? we'll go to my children. Yeah, I, I'll speak in a hotel, let's say, call them on call them one night, mm-hmm. but I didn't even know I have to call them to find out if they're going to open or whatever. And they probably don't
0: know yet. Yeah, that's true. Because now there's another lesson we've learned from this, and that is you take life day by day. Yeah. Someone just said to me, are you still going away for Peso? And I'm like, I know what anyone's going to be doing three weeks from now. Right. Nobody knows what's going right. to be happening three weeks from now. So again, we learned the lesson. That there's only one being in control. Right. And that's what this is all about. That's this right. is all about the incredible
1: chesed of a Baruch right. And the Hashkocha protests, how every little thing, again, going back to the uh, Mach of Aref, it's right. so interesting, Reb Matzio mentions that w- that was one of the uh, plays that showed the Hashkocha. Because if a Jew who lived in, uh, um, outside M- Mitzrayim, you know, in Goshen, and then he came uh, to Mitzrayim, the animals wouldn't attack him. They could be walking, running in right. the streets wildly. But you saw the hashgacha right there. The guy next to him is being attacked, but the Jew, you know, was not being attacked. So from the makas, we learn tremendous Hashkocha pratis. So you're right; it's a very important learning night.
0: I also think that the uh, that that God requires us to behave the way He did um, when it comes to when it comes to the holiday of Pesach. He he was he was and continues to be. Such an incredible balchesed kaviyachol that we have to start our seder right. with with inviting people to join exactly. us and taking care of others. And what other holiday do we have where we have to make sure that the poor have wine and matzah right. for Pesach and that all the preparations that are necessary? You walked in here, and what was your first thing that you, you, you said to you said to us this chometz gemach? It's unbelievable that people yeah, are thinking of others but, at a time when it's you know such a difficult right. time. It's such a beautiful thing. And that is a part of the chesed that we have to emulate. Uh, the book is called At the Magid Seder Stories and Insights of Grandeur and Redemption. It is, in fact, the Haggadah Shul Pesach, in this case, of Rabbi Pesach Kron. It's brand new from Art Scroll. Go to artscroll.com and you can uh, get a 15% discount if you use promo code. Radio. Now let's start. Uh, let's start this seder <laughs> Pass the pass the wine, please. Let's get going here, if you don't mind. Uh, you, well, you. If I may begin with this, you
1: mentioned yeah. the the Rabbi Lau
0: piece. Yeah, that is so powerful toward the beginning of the seder. Right. Could you tell our audience yeah, what of that's course. about?
1: Okay, so Rabbi Lau was a genius. Obviously, he is a genius. Yep. should live and be well. Very and quick has had a life state. that's so symbolic of right. the Jewish people. Amazing. So when he was the chief rabbi, he hosted a seder for. Israeli soldiers, many who are secular. And of course, they have only one Seder. So this is the thing itself. And they started the Seder and everybody together, they said, Halach Ma'anya. And then there was one soldier who got up and um, the moment he opened his mouth, everybody knew that he was a little bit defiant. You know, he was trying to put Rabbi Lau on the spot. And he said, you know, Rabbi, we just said, this year we're here, next year we'll be in Yerushalayim. This year we're slaves and next year we'll be free. He said, I was born here, you know. What does it mean that this year we're here? I'm in Yerushalayim. I've been in Eretz Yisrael all my life. And what does that mean that um, we're slaves? We're not slaves. You know, I'm free. I'm here in Israel. I'm free. So, uh, of course, he kind of put Rabbi Lau on the spot, but Rabbi Lau's never one to be outdone. So he said, young man, I want to tell you something. He said, if I have had this schos the merit to daven on Yom Kippur night with some of the greatest rabbis, and I noticed that when they say Al and Ashamnu, they're crying. Why are they crying? They never did these, Averis. They never did these sins. They never even thought about doing these sins. But the answer is because when people pray, they pray not only for themselves, we pray as a unit for Klal Yisrael. And therefore, when you say Halach Ma'anya, you're lucky you were born here. But there are millions who've never even been there So Yisrael. We're the for them that next year that they should be here. And young man, he said, are you absolutely ready to tell me that you're not a slave to your passions? Oh, Ugh, how what? true that is. He you know says, what, Yeah, I'm sorry. He said, no, he said, well, when Mashiach comes, then we'll be in control. But now we're all slaves to our passions.
0: You reminded me with that vart of uh, something that my father always spoke about. And feel free to use it on Parsha's yeah. Mishpatim. Okay. Yes. Sure. See, now the, now the next time you have a speaking gig on Parsha's <laughs> Mishpatim, you're going to thank me that I prepared you for it. <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> he was bothered, my father, by the Pusuk. Uh, puzzled. He was puzzled. He was puzzled. <laughs> Very good. You got me on that one. The Pusuk, It's <laughs> right before right. Shishi and Mishpatim. So he says, I don't understand. It starts in the plural, right. and ends, yeah. right. You serve God, and he'll bless your bread, and, and, right. and as we now pray, take away the virus. Oh, yeah, of right? But why would it start plural and end up you right. know, singular. in the same reference, singular? And he said, he would answer that uh, that sometimes when we use the singular, it refers to a group of people, right. i.e., Yomar na Yisrael. Right. Right. Yomruna vesaron. Right. That, right. You know, that, excuse me. Yomar Yom na Yisrael. That would be the example. Right. So what's. And, and when it says and the. By Esau, sure. And the plural, five out of ten, is used for a smaller group. Yomruna vesaron. Right. Vesaron right. right? Ves is a right. smaller right. group. Right. You wouldn't know. Aren't you a coin? Uh, no. You're not a coin? No. Cannot. What? Yes. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Why don't you think you're a coin? I,
1: I, look at this. I promoted yeah. you. Like that. It's amazing. <laughs> anyway.
0: So he said that when the subset, right, when the smaller group does what they have to do, which is avodas Hashem, daven, learn, perform mitzvahs, etc., then beirach haslach mokhav es yomar ne'israel. Then the entire then the entire world, not just affected. classical, the entire world will be blessed with Lechem, with Mayim, wow. and, and having the virus yeah. you know, eliminated. And yeah. that's the Vart. And I'm saying to myself as I'm listening to what, what you said, Rabbi Lau said, that, that that's actually it. What, yeah. it what, what it is is that these gedolim, as you just described, feel the pain of the entire world. Right. And and have it on their shoulders, and that's what we learn from that pasuk that yeah. the, the small group that we depend on is
1: that group that are, of, of us, please yeah. God, that are doing. And that's why we daven for them. Correct, right?
0: So there you go. And uh, feel free to use it when you get to yeah. Parshas Mishpat. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> J M in the A with our Pesach Kron as we talk about the holiday of Pesach. Do you?
1: Uh... Isn't it amazing though? You know, you've mentioned your father a few times. Yeah. And when it comes to the yontif of Pesach. Yeah as opposed to any of the other Yomites. We're always talking about what our fathers did.
0: There was another thing I wanted to mention about my father you just reminded me about. Yeah. You said, what, where did you say that somebody only spoke Yiddish? Um, you mentioned in this... No, you said that, that, that someone daf- only david in Yiddish? Or, uh, oh, the Chavetz Chaim said, right. yeah, he spoke
1: in Yiddish. He spoke in, the, he learned david in Hebrew, but he added then Rav Segel as well.
0: And, um, and I remember my father... I mean, it, never in any regular situation ever spoke Yiddish. I mean, he he knew Yiddish. You know, yeah. he, he knew. They used to joke that women would come to his Talmud sheer just to hear him speak Yiddish, Yiddish like yeah. that's good, yeah. how great right. his
1: Yiddish was. But to us, or in regular, i mean, Rabbi uh, Taitz, right? Oh, Lama so, Lenin adaf.
0: so they said they had that they knew the king's more. Yiddish. They yeah. would describe, you know, rabbis like that. Um, but I do remember when we would visit his father's kever, he would speak to his father in Yiddish. That's the only time I remember. Oh, my that my. So it's, it's funny that you reminded yeah. me of that. Obviously not a reference to Pesach. Yeah, but, but wow. Because you said, you know, you consider Yiddish yeah. holy because right. of where it comes right. from and who right. used it, right. so it
1: just reminded me of that. You know, I'll tell you about fathers. I remember that by sh- when we opened the door for Eliyahu right. my father always said, Baruch Right, my father right. as well, yeah. Yeah. Now, I thought... That why does my father do it? Because he's a mile. He was a mile, and when Elio he comes, we say Baruch Haba at the Bris. Right. And I, I I wrote that, and but I wanted to find is there really a source for it? And sure enough, Daruk Hashulchan says that he's supposed to say it. Baruch Haba. And I'll tell you something interesting. You know what Haba stands for? Hey, base Aleph, Hinei, Bar, Elio. Isn't that amazing? Unbelievable! I'll tell you, that's just great. And it's also about the Bris. Hey, base Aleph equals eight which is you're welcoming the child that comes on the eighth day. Boy. A lot of references to bris in oh, the Haggadah. Sure. Oh, Oh, the best, one of the best by, stories by, ever. By the way,
0: by, before you tell the yeah. story, just yeah. a, just a reminder to anybody making a bris on Pesach, use that vart Yeah. Make, make sure to mention that That's it says
1: right. Haggadah. That's right. What's the story? Now, oh, this is, uh, this is a showstopper. That's the only thing you could say. They once asked the Kleisenberger Rebbe, Zechetzadik, who lost a wife and 11 children,
0: right. In the war. And yeah. help rebuild the Jewish community. Exactly.
1: In Netanya and in right. Union City and everything. Right. So how did you go on? How did you do right. it? Right. That's the question. And, right. And he said, B'domayi chayi. chayi. Like, what does that mean? B'domayi we say by bris, we say by Corb Pesach, with the blood they right. shall live by the, the blood of the Corb Pesach, that they did, even though that the sheep was the avoidance of the goyim. And he said something so brilliant. He said, The pusik tells us, Vayidom Aaron. Aaron was quiet. When his children died. Nebuch. So Dalad Mem doesn't only mean blood. It means being quiet. <sighs> By being quiet. Not focusing on the negative of what happened in the past. He was able to live. Is that amazing? Is that amazing?
0: For those of us who tend to focus on the negative, especially exactly. in light of the world right. situation right, right. now, right. that's a very important message. Oh.
1: You can't. Focus only on the negative because if you do that, you're not gonna, you can't build, can't grow. You can only grow with simcha and build.
0: What does Rabbi Krohn think of the fact that there are four sons in the Pesach Seder? Ah,
1: you asked a question that touched me very much this year. You know, when you write something, and you know that hopefully thousands are going to see it, my first thought was this year. I never thought about it before. Are these four brothers? Good question. Right? Or are they four different families? And you know something? In our generation, they can be brothers. That's for sure. Because you have in the finest You have everybody. In the finest communities. Right. You and have that kid who's sitting and learning. Well, He's I, I big... have I have
0: four sons, and they're constantly pointing to each other during this, by the way. <laughs> yeah.
1: So in my family, I think they do think they're brothers.
0: <laughs> we like having a good time, even yeah. during the Seder.
1: <laughs> so there's no question that there's a tremendous focus on Chenech. I want to tell you two things. About what Rav Schwab said about Hamakam, which I'll tell you in a second. Right. But one of the greatest stories that I have in this book is at the end of The Four Sons by the Sheini Yaday it says At. Right. at that's Lashna right. The whole Seder is why right. What's the woman there? That's doing a female there? reference. Right, right. A female reference. And I thought two things. First of all, At, you have to tell her from Aleph to Tuf. At Psachla. you got to <laughs> tell the skid everything. Right? Just like they say Bereshis Borah, Elkim. Yes, Hashem created everything right at the beginning, from all of the top. But really what it is, is that when there's a child that's challenged in the home and needs special attention, who's the one that takes care of the mother? The mother's there, always. Ah, this child needs special attention. So I want to tell you a fabulous story. You know, I am very involved with Chazak. I think it's one of the greatest organizations. You know, Yaniv and and Ilan Meirov, great people. Not only do they arrange hundreds and hundreds of shiurim a year, but they have now many many people working to get kids, Bukharian kids out of public school. They've got over six hundred kids out of public school because many of the Bukharians, they didn't want to pay tuition. Right. You know they were not used to doing that, and so now these are in day schools, Jewish day schools, boys and girls, wonderful. So he asked me, Elon asked me to speak at a parlor meeting to raise money in Woodmere or Cedarhurst um, for Chazak, but then he decided but that he's going to speak before and tell his personal history mm-hmm. and how Chazak got started. So he tells this story that his parents came from Bukhariah. They were, I think, in Israel. Then they came to America. And they had a few little boys. Um, these two and, I think, a third brother, Shlomo. Now, what happened was that they wanted to go to a, uh, a, a Jewish school. So somebody told them to go to Hillcrest. It happened to be a conservative school. And they go, she goes in there and she's the principal. He doesn't have a beard. Now, in Bukharia when, you know, a Rav had a beard, if, you know, let's, how could you have a Rav without a beard? I mean, mm-hmm. who, who might have talked right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, but anyway. So, and and then also, you know, the atmosphere in this school, she was walking in the hallway, she just didn't feel that that Yiddish atmosphere that she was looking for, even though, you know, they were traditionally Jewish people. I can't say they were very from right. people, but traditionally. Right. And now yeah, she comes back to Forest Cells where she lives. And somebody told her, why don't you go to Oy Israel? Rabbi Geltzeller is the principal there, and, and go speak to him. So she comes there, and maybe she was there with the boys. She comes to Rabbi Shia It's a long beard that looks like a tzaddik, you know, in which he was a tremendous david chacham. She sees all the pictures of the gedalim hanging on the wall. She doesn't know who they are, but Rabbi Shia Zalman, Rabbi, Rabbi Moshe, they're very right. impressive. And in the hallways, you you hear kids are davning, singing Mishnah, whatever, and... This is where she wants to send her kids. So she comes into the office, and she's talking to Rabbi Keltzeler, and he was very, very sensitive, and, and he said, look, you know, your children, they just don't fit here. You know, and in the early grades, many of the rabbis are Hasidish people. They speak Yiddish. Your kids are going to flounder here. It, it, it's not the place. I want to tell you what's the best place for you, but it's not here. And she's beginning to realize he's not going to accept them. And she can't argue with him because deep down she probably knows that he's right. But the tears are coming down her eyes and they're coming down her cheeks. And he takes a look at her tears and he said, your children are accepted. And Elon became the valedictorian. This was grade one, but he became the valedictorian in the school. And these two tzaddikim, they started Chazak. Thousands of people are influenced. All because because he, of, let, them. he let them come in. Because of the tears of a Yiddish mama. That's at Psachloi. At that woman, the mama's tears, the mama's chinuch.
0: I remember and, a story where, uh, from many many years ago, <laughs> that the, a family couldn't pay tuition and the mother sat with her son on the steps of the yes, school. Yes, that's Harvey Gold's mother. Right, of course. I wrote that many years ago. Right. That's and right. people think it's not true. It's a true of story. Course. A woman sat with her son until they let him into the building. Can
1: I tell you a great story about a woman? That's I have a whole bunch of stories about women, by candle lighting and by other places. Right. By light. because you know this woman. I'm not going to tell you who it is until the end of the story. But when oh well, I'll tell you right in the beginning. When I went to be menachemovel, Rab Nabach, right. after Rabben Shiloh passed away. So I said to one of the daughters, "Tell me a great story about your mother," and I have it in the Haggadah. She tells me that there was a Rebbe in Staten Island, not in Rab Rebbe, yeshiva, in another yeshiva. He was a grade school Rebbe, and one day he was late. He was rushing. He wanted to get to school on time. He really wasn't going to get there on time. And unfortunately, he smashed into a car at a red light ahead of him. Very, very expensive car. I don't know if it was a Lexus. One of these very expensive cars. He gets out of the car. Fancy lady comes out. You know, she's not too happy. And he says, ma'am, I apologize. I know it's my fault. I'm a a teacher. I was trying to get to school on time. I will take care of everything, you know, just go to a body shop and I'll take care of it. Send me the (laughs) bill. And she does that. And it's an exorbitant bill. So he says to her, look, I have a friend, a Jewish fellow, who also has a body shop. Now, would you be so kind? I'll go with you. Let's take the car there. And only if you're satisfied that, that he can do it and make it beautiful you know then i would ask you you know we should take his price because mm-hmm. i think it will come in at a lower price but if not then you don't we don't have to and sure enough she takes the car there and um he gives her a lower price and she's satisfied she feels his expertise is wonderful and she's going to give him the car she does now he calls her up and he says look i know that my friend he's going to finish the car in a week and he's got to be paid but i told you i'm a teacher so i don't really have the money would you mind laying out the money and giving him the money, and then I will pay you every month. And she said, yeah, that'll be fine. So she laid out the money for somebody she never saw before, and she paid it right away, and he paid. He paid 11 months. By the 12th month, he called her up. He said, can I come? I want to pay you personally, the last check. And he sits down, and he says to her like this, ma'am, I got to ask you this. Why did you trust me? You know, like from the beginning, you've been so kind. <laughs> you went to the body shop guy that I wanted. <laughs> right. you, 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 you laid out the money for somebody you never saw in your life. You let me pay over a year. Like, why'd you do this? She said, I work with Sheila Feinstein in the public school system. <gasps> and when I found out you're from her tribe, I knew I could trust you. Talk about kiddishness. <laughs> Can you imagine? As we went out of Matryon, that's where I put it. These holy women, Mrs. Shoshana Meirov, Sheila Feinstein, and I have a whole group of, I'll tell you a story that happened, you, you go crazy. I have a story about a woman, Mrs. Bernfeld, Esther Bernfeld. She lived in Topolchani in in Czechoslovakia. So this was during the Second World War. She had a son, Mayor Miguel, who was 22. She knew she had to get him out of Czechoslovakia. He won't remain from here. And me can end up in the concentration camp, the Czechoslovakian army, it'll be awful. But during the war, there was nobody taking people anymore, not Canada, England, right. Israel, America. Everybody, everything was closed. There were only five South American countries that were willing to take people, giving visas. Bolivia, Paraguay, Uruguay, Peru, and Brazil. That's it. So listen to what she thinks of. It's unbelievable. She takes out her sitter, Schulzinger sitter, they were here in the Lower East Side. Mm-hmm. She writes a letter to the head of the company. She tells him what her predicament is. And she says, of these five countries, Bolivia, Brazil, Peru, Uruguay, and um, Paraguay, where do you sell the bolsa durum? Oh, my gosh. Could you imagine? Oh, my gosh. Could you imagine? And he writes a Montevideo, Uruguay. And she gets a visa to Uruguay. And she says to her son, Mayor, you're going. He said, Ma, where am I going? You're going to your ma. Where? Who do I? I don't know anybody. She says I don't know anybody either. You're going to the bookseller. He'll take care of you. And that's what she sent him to to Montevideo. And she he came to the bookseller and the guy took care of him. He got him an apartment. He helped you know get a job. All her children, grandchildren, and great grandchildren are all from. No shem The Jewish mothers and grandmothers know oh, what to do. Huh? Oh my goodness. I have a story about my mother also. Oh my god! They
0: know what to do, right? Pesach Kron is here. The book is entitled at the Maggid Seder, Stories and Insights of Grandeur and Redemption. You can go to artsgirl.com and enjoy a 15% discount if you reference us by using the promo code radio. Use promo code radio. You should always use that promo code at artsgirl.com, but certainly for pay Pesach Crohn's book, the brand new one, you get a 15% discount. By the way, am I right or wrong? Yeah. And I apologize again yeah, for drifting please, into, please, all, please, these, into please, all these into all these tangents. I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Am I right or wrong that you went to school Right here. Or was that Abe Biederman I'm thinking No, Abe Biederman. Oh, so yeah, he yeah. went to Avenue right. B. Yeah. You were yeah. not. No. So you no, never no. came to the Lower East Side to go no. to school? No, no, no. Where it was were always you? in Turbidaz.
1: In Brooklyn. Yeah, on Wilson Street, then South, then Bedford Avenue, the Oldman Sifter, then South 3rd Street. Oh, Wilson Street here, right over the bridge. Wilson. Yeah, of course, right. 206, right, yeah. I used to dive in there when I was saying cottage for my
0: father. They oh, had, Heimbel. Oh, I see. Yeah, they right. had they had a yeah. very fast minion over yeah.
1: there. <laughs> the old Parvadas. That's pretty funny. <laughs> I, I, I didn't write this story about the Matzah minion. I never told you that, right? That was the minion, the Matzah minion. Yeah, less than 80, 18 minutes. 18 minutes, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: They also called it Tarach's minion because they said, Avram uh, So if Avram got up early, imagine his father must have really gotten up early. <laughs> Those are the two nicknames they had yeah. for it. Um, but there was a photo. That we saw from Yeshiva Tarvadas mm-hmm. last week in the flat- yes, right and in the, the Flappish Jewish yeah, Journal. Right, it's my graduating class. That was eighth grade or yeah, high school. Eighth grade. That was eighth grade class, right. and you had yeah. some distinguished members oh that eighth grade goodness. class. Yeah, very wonderful people. A lot of yeah, nothing. A lot of, 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 yeah, a lot of great cover <laughs> <Eli> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <very> nice, <laughs> nice people.
1: My dear friend Lucy Lou, I don't know if you know him from Staten Island today. He's of course, my, we know Lucy. Yeah, 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 sure. Yeah. Oh, his. Barbara writes from here. Of course. The the so that's right. funny.
0: And did you, um, we just passed the yard site of Ramosha Feinstein. Did you have yes. any
1: encounters with him ever? Yes. Yes. Could he did you tell me us a any, trem- any? Yeah. He did me a tremendous, tremendous favor. Seriously? Tremendous. Oh, my goodness. He saved me. What happened was my father was shown, knew him. Yeah. And uh, I guess he had seen him at Bristol or whatever. And when I was first a mile my father died. I was 21. I read right. about this in the beginning. And you had to support your family. Yeah, that that's point. right. My mother, my right. six younger brothers and sisters. Right. And um, there was the New York Board of Rabbis. And uh, at that time, there were a lot of other Mayer that were not interested that I should get a certificate. Right. Because like this, I could belong to hospitals, take over for my father. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they would have been, so to speak, uh, not be able to get into those hospitals. Right. You know, they couldn't get because my father was there. But now they figured this young kid, you know, will get rid of him. And Rabbi Moshe, man, Mr. Chaim Israel, took me to Rabbi Moshe, Rabbi Moshe wrote me the most beautiful, beautiful letter, that he knew my father, and that people should be kind to me, and that I have a future. It was so beautiful of him to do that. Very special.
0: I mean, we're talking about a few years ago. That's right.
1: That's right. Wow. Unbelievable. It's
0: amazing. So you must think of him often. When, oh, uh, of
1: course. I, I own so much.
0: Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, also- should I tell you my Had thing? yeah but i need to do yeah, one more ahead. tangent please, first. please go ahead because uh, because otherwise people wouldn't yeah. say it's a real real seagull crone interview yeah if i didn't do some of this stuff yeah we got to get to sports we, right? exactly <laughs> we mentioned we mentioned earlier <laughs> yeah. i by the way gedalia i saw gedalia doesn't know that i saw him in his uh, purim costume on purim oh yeah what did he look like he was dressed as an old man oh really yeah <laughs> and he doesn't realize i passed him on grand street
1: oh really yeah. what was he doing here
0: I assume visiting Rabbi Feinstein. Oh, I see. On Portland, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're very I close. mean, that's what I assume. You know. He was coming out of my building. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't dare say that yeah. Rev Doved lives in my building, but I do say <laughs> that I live in Rev Dovid's building. Right. You know that I do say. You want to hear a funny story? Yeah, of course. I, I, <laughs> uh, there was an article written once about the Lower East Side in some newspaper. So it says among the well known residents of the Lower East Side and are, are Ramosha Feinstein, <laughs> Lillian Lux, who was the Yiddish actress, yeah. and radio announcer Nahum Siegel. Yeah. I said to my kids, this is the only time you will ever <laughs> see Ramosha Feinstein and Nahum <laughs> Siegel in the same sentence. <laughs> Anyway, so we, we I alluded to this earlier. So now the NBA has canceled its season. I can't understand but, that. Yeah. But there was a consideration, and we did see it with the Yeshiva University team, yeah. of playing without any fans in the stadium. Right, right. What is the lesson to be learned about playing a game or, or being featured without any spectators? What can we learn from that? Is there oh, anything? That's a
1: good question. I have to think about that.
0: Because <laughs> um, I was thinking, you know, yeah. sometimes when people aren't looking... You still need to behave the proper way. You still it's, need to play the game properly. Right. Although I imagine that it'll be televised and uh, right, filmed true. and videoed, and there's got to be an announcer. It's a different era yeah, today. Right. Now you now you can sit at home I and mean, watch. all this would stuff. would Marv Albert say yes would without he? the crowd? I don't know. <laughs> and now you can actually hear the coaches speak to the <laughs> right. players. You know, it's a totally different dynamic. That's right.
1: Interesting. Anyway, I had read that LeBron James said that he wasn't going to play in right. front of uh, empty.
0: Yeah, he he seats. he wasn't into that.
1: Yeah. Wait, that's that's amazing. The NCAA is going right. to do that. That that's incredible.
0: Are you following Yeshiva University basketball? Because um, my staff, no, my staff really. jokes
1: with me that I can't yeah. do an interview
0: these days yeah. without mentioning it. Yeah, <laughs> you know they're doing very well, right? No, I didn't. I you didn't, didn't hear that? No, I didn't. Twenty nine in a row. Really? Yeah, they're in the NCAA Division three tournament right now. They're playing in Virginia this Friday. Are you kidding? Yeah, Rabbi Chrome. Oh, oh, we got to get oh. you up to speed. Oh, By man. the way, I got to tell you one other thing yeah, before yeah. we get back to Chagga. Yeah, good. Don't worry. I always joke with my wine Weinrib. He wrote a Kinnis. Uh Rabbi Wunderup has a kiddush that he wrote, and I always joke with him. I said it must be terrible sitting on Purim and Pesach (laughs) and Yom Kippur, and all you're doing is thinking about kiddush. It must must be awful. And of course, we joked about it that you know he's he's completely engrossed. What's it like walking into your sukkah, being completely engrossed (laughs) in the Pesach seder? Tell me what it's like. (laughs) Am Uh, I I right? Though a
1: hundred percent. I want to tell you. I think I think that of all the books that I've written. I think the most pressure was with this one, and I'll tell you why. What happened was Gedalia, sp- I had spoken to Gedalia about writing a Haggadah, right. and uh, you know, he thought about it, and he said, it's a great idea, we've got to do it. And then last year, probably around Shvat, my birthday is Tuba Shabbat, so it was around that time, he said, okay, we got to do it. I said, you know, not for this year, you know, for next year. Right. Now, between me and you and the 100,000 people that are listening, <laughs> right? <laughs> I was going to play with him, in other words, so to speak. I was going to do this. I was going to get involved with it, right. write it. And, you know, it was before Pesach a few months, so I right. would really be into it. And I figured in the summertime, I said, listen, you know, I, I see you could do it, but I can't do it for the next year. I'll do right. it, you know, for 2021. But he beat me to the punch. He called me up and he said, how's that going? I said, well, you know, it, it's going okay. He said, we're counting on you. I said, what do you mean? He said, we are not printing any other new Agata besides yours, (gasps) except for our Steinman's. We're going to translate the Hebrew to English. But that's not going to be, you know, like a bestseller, like what we expect from yours. And you've got to be ready. Well, So now you have a deadline. Uh, And not (laughs) only a deadline, it's got to be ready before Purim because you can't sell these after Pesach. Right? After Pesach finished. Now, so I'm telling you, day and night, wherever I was, it was such pressure. And then to find the essence of each piece and to get the story. And, you know, of course, they want a lot of new stories, which is understandable. Now, some of the stories are from other magazines, right. especially the early ones, but they fit so perfectly mm-hmm. to the piece since so if I was able to use them. But the pressure to get this out before. So no joke,
0: Colomite sukkis, so you're thinking of Paco. Oh, my, day and night,
1: that's it. Unbelievable. People on, don't realize that. No, they, and but I will tell you this, um, the editing at Aunt Scroll at least the ones that they give me, Rav Nussin Sherman himself. right? And there's a woman, Mrs. Frumme Eisner, right. oh, Fabulous, fabulous. As a matter of fact, I once said to Nussin Sherman, listen to this, I said to him, Nussin, you know, you make, you enhance my writing so beautifully, I would be willing to write a book together, me and you, that the story is the way I give it to you, oh, and oh, the man. way you edit it, and then people would learn how to write and edit. He said, I don't want to embarrass you. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the new Art Scroll facility yet? Yes, I've been there three times. Oh, you were there already? Yeah, yeah And times. do you have any indication of how this book is doing it? Gedalia said it's flying off the shelves. They sold 4,000, I think, <gasps> in less than two weeks. And that was before Purim. But that was before Purim. And now, now it's going to yeah, get serious. I hope so, yeah. And with their new machinery, they can keep oh, up, geez, right? Oh, that's exactly what happened. Yeah. They took me to the machinery in the back. It's monstrous. And they just... They got him out. They, just yesterday, one of the girls there told me they're going to print another 2,000 right now.
0: Unbelievable, yeah. right? Pesach Krohn is here. He's going to tell us about Khad in a moment, right? Pesach Krohn is here. Book is called At the Magid Seder. We're on Facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network. Facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network. by Krohn, before we continue with Khad let me just see if there are any comments on our app that are noteworthy. <laughs> Someone asked, can Rabbi Krohn give me a bracha? Maybe you should just give a general bracha to the audience before you leave. That's not a, not a bad idea. <laughs> okay,
1: so I'll, I'll give everybody who's listening a bracha that I think is the most precious bracha that a person can get. Yeah, Hashem should bless you that you should be able to fulfill your potential. Wow. Everybody has such potential. Don't listen to what your mother-in-law says about you or your sister-in-law or your brother-in-law who you haven't spoken to in six months. Or some of your siblings. Right. Just go with what you believe, and you have your potential. And Hashem should help you; should bring it to fruition. Rabbi Krohn, regards from the Shapiro brothers. Oh wow! Who Rabbi, the singers?
0: That well, this is David, the singer's uncle. Yeah. Um, Rabbi, uh, David, rather uh, Rabbi Krohn. I buy one new Haggadah a year. Hound, hands down, it'll be yours in school. Thank you. In Thank school, you. in school, they pass over the machot. <laughs> So happy that you focused on them. So intriguing. A healthy and happy Pesach to Thank all. Thank you. Boy, Thank
1: oh boy. Very nice. Now, and you know something, by the way, Passover. I have Pesach in Targum does not mean Passover. Pesach means, I write about that, it means to have Rachmanes, And that's why I love my name because Pesach in the Targum means chas, to have Rachmanus. that I, doesn't say in the Targum that God passed over, but God had Rachmanes on the Jewish people. Amazing. I love it. When we get to
0: the end of the, of, of the Seder, it's amazing. It is Chad Gadya that's chosen to close the Seder. Right. Why? Of all the things. Uh, right. We've got this unbelievable poetic poetic story going right. on right. that right. ends with, of course, like we're learning now, that HaKadosh Baruch who is in complete control of this world. Right. Why Chad Gadja and what could you
1: tell us about it? Okay. So this has intrigued me and puzzled me all the years. <laughs> now, one of the things that I felt could not be, was. Most people learn that the cat did the wrong thing. Right. right. Okay? Then the dog did a good thing, the stick did right. a bad, you know, back and the right. forth. Then look what happens by Hashem. Chas comes out, that the malachim did a, a good thing, and Hashem, chas you can't yeah. even say it out. So that cannot be the sequence. It doesn't make sense. And then a lot of the Mofar Shem bring many, many different illusions for each of these things. I wasn't satisfied. I, I, I just... I felt that there's got to be an explanation. And then I saw something very interesting. And there's a rabbi. Avram Adarshan writes that the one who wrote Chagadah, it was written hundreds of years after the second base of Migdash was destroyed. People were very depressed. Why? Because there was only 70 years between the first and the second base of Migdash. And now there's hundreds of years. Is Mashiach not coming? What's going on? We're waiting so long. So the Baal the one who wrote Haggadah said, i got to write something that's going to be uplifting. It's going to show the Gula's coming. Just hang in there. And the Baal Haggadah saw it and he decided, I've got to end the Haggadah in an uplifting manner. So this has got to be very, very uplifting. How? What does it say? And then it occurred to me. Dovra melach writes, Shana Bahem Shana. The average person lives 70 years. Right. The Imbikwu race if he's strong, eighty years. Right. Did you ever notice there's eight protagonists here? Right. The cat, the dog, <laughs> the stick, the fire, the water, the cow, the sheikh, and the malchamavas. Each one is a decade in life. This is the story of mankind. Watch this. From zero to ten, a little child is like a cat. He's running around all over the place. You can't ever catch him, right? Cuddly Z sweet, but he's running all over the place. That's the cat. The second one, the dog, the teenager, makes a lot of noise. You ever notice? I wrote, you ever recognize a teenager? And acts like he's, they're the boss. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. The bo- he's loyal to his boss. Right. He's loyal to his family, right? But he makes himself known. So that's the dog in life. They're all good. They're all different. Now, the stick to me is the stick that separates things one from the other. The age between um, 30 20. and 40 – no, uh, no, 20 10, and, 30. 10, 10, 10, 30 and 30, right. 20 and 30 is when a person makes the biggest decisions of his life. Good and bad. Good and bad. Who right. is he going to marry? Right. Where is he going to live? What kind of job he's going to have? That's the stick. Separating this side, bring it to him the other side. Now, here comes the fire. A guy between 30 and 40 it's the fire of life. He's got energy, A great marriage, great children. He's making money. The plateau of his plateau, physical life. Plateau, right, yeah. the physical life. That's, that's that age. That's the fire the water, right? Okay, now, so now we're at the 50, right? A 40-50. Right. Water sustenance. A guy who's 40 is sustaining his community financially, his family, giving advice. He is a source of vibrancy. He is a source of energy. He's a source of giving out to others. And Just it flows. Like, and, and it, it flows. Like water, right? It's flowing. But right. Now, between 50 and 60, a guy's beginning to slow down. The cow's not a zebra. The cow's not a leopard. He's plodding along, but he can still milk. He can still give sustenance, and he can still be very helpful, but he's not, you know, flying all over the place. The cow is, like, pretty much settling. He's beginning to settle. Now, the Sheikhit, which between 16 and 17, when you think of a Sheikhit, you think of death, but you also think of religion. This Sheikhit is already more religious. People are getting more serious about life. They're beginning to think about death, but they're not possessed by it, obsessed by it, but they're still sagely and saintly, but, you know they realize they're not gonna be around forever. Now, the final stage between 70 and 80, that's the Malcham A guy realizes. You never know. You never know. Could, Life, be, could it, be any minute. Could be any minute. You don't know what tomorrow brings, as we know now today. <sighs> all right. And that's the Malcham of But, even when a person dies, Hashem is right there. He's gonna bring We're all coming back, because you're my I love you, and I'm bringing you back eternally. And that's why I bought you for the two Luchais. You're my Chagad. That's why at each one, what does it mean? This one hits and this one can't. Mm-hmm. Because when you're 40, you'll never be 20 again. And when you're 60, you'll never be 40. That's the elimination. Not in a bad way. That's just a fact of it's life. The reality. The reality. But then when you get to the end, it's not the end. That's Hashem's taking you back. And he's bringing tchias Amazing and it's going to bring the Geula. And then you're my Chagad. And that's why we always go back to the refrain. Just remember, you always were and always are and always will be Hashem's God yet.
0: There are certain questions I feel only I could ask you. Go ahead. Do
1: you fear death? That's a great question. Nobody ever asked me that before. So I'll tell you. Um, I never used to. Although when I was in my 40s and my father died at 47, it says, you know, within those five years, right. you know, a person should be worried. And certainly then... I was thinking about it every day. But definitely I think about it more often than I ever did before. There's no question. Um, I think that when a person is in their 70s, they begin to realize the frailty of life. You know, it's um, certain things are going on, you know, physically and mentally or whatever. And, um, and you, you know, I'll tell you something. I never said this to anybody. I said this only to my wife. The three people that I love and that I adore, and that I think that our, our gifts to our nation and to our generation, Rob David Cohen, Rob Nusson Sherman, and Rabbi Wine are all in their 80s. Right. That makes me cry. That makes me cry. These are the gifts of our generation. Look what those three have accomplished. They're so great.
0: I hear that. It's frightening. Rabbi Riskin has said more than once to us on this show that he stopped fearing death when he had his first grandchild. Do you understand what he means by that?
1: I guess so. I, 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 in other words, I think I, I, I understand what he's saying. and I The legacy
0: is established.
1: Yeah, right. In other words, he's reached comforting. a certain level. And I'll tell Baruch Hashem a million times over, I have great-grandchildren. It's hard to believe. No way. Yeah, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> Hananiah's is 80. Hananiah's is 80. You should see how he loves his twins.
0: My gosh, I'm gonna have yeah. to make fun of Hanan, you know.
1: Yeah, well, <laughs> and you know, my daughter's a grandmother. It's, uh, wow. it's hard to believe.
0: And by the way, and I'm glad that you just mentioned that because you're one of the few people who I think can really say it eloquently. How do we describe to? How do we describe how rare it is in Jewish history to have four generations anywhere? whether it's a simpler, or whether it's in your house, how do we describe to people the rarity of Jewish history that four generations are together in the same room does everybody appreciate that when they get together with their grandchildren oh, and their great
1: grandchildren? 100%. I, I, what would
0: my grandmother have done or yes. great grandmother have done to
1: have been able to enjoy that type of right. scenario? I, and I, I think, you know, we're fortunate to live in a country like America, right? you know, where the, the health and the medicine and everything is so developed. Hopefully, yeah. I, Daven, I'll tell you the truth. I told a guy yesterday, he said, wow, I never thought about that. You know what I think about Atachain El Yadam Das? I think Hashem, I ask Hashem every day, please give some Jewish scientist or some Jewish doctor the wisdom to be able to come up with a vaccine to, to cure this terrible virus. Hashem has to give the answer. It is, you know, whatever scientist it'll be, whether it'll be a Goyish fellow or not, but look with the Salk vaccine. He saved millions from polio. So maybe there'll be the Goldberg vaccine, you know, or whatever, Silverstein mm-hmm. vaccine. But, you know, that's what I doubt about. We need that desperately. And
0: in the same Shmoneser, we say Rafa'inu. Yes, Because we know right. who the ultimate healer that's is. That's right, 100%. And if anybody would pay attention to what Rabbi Krohn had to say about the human body, yes. every single component of the human body is the most complicated machine. The right. ear, the eye, the mouth, these complicated only could have been developed by the one above.
1: And not only that, you know what the Vilna Gaon says? You take a look at this, beer HaGro He says, Ashi is the only bracha. Well, we mentioned Right. We don't mention it by Matzah, not by shayfa, not by Megillah. Kisei that's the highest element of kedusha in the world, and we mention it by Yashayat. It's almost embarrassing to talk about this.
0: My great-great-grandfather. Really? We call him Saba Elio, eighth generation. They've only gone.
1: No kidding. Yeah. Not Ben Achar Ben, but... Yeah, I understand, but but he
0: says, yeah.
1: but he writes, because even from that high place, Hashem takes care of our mundane right. matters.
0: And you have described how... Those who and, and you were on a whole Ashley Yatzer campaign, which you right. probably still are on. Right, sure. You used to give out the Ashiotzer cards right. and right. tell people to concentrate and on to stand it. And stand in one place. Right, stand and concentrate on right. it. Remember the story? I think I told you this story, although frankly, when, when the two of us are <laughs> together, the likelihood is you told me. You but Yaichi Herzog always reminds me of this. When he was a shamish for the Manchester Rev, ah, yeah. there were guys who would stand. When they, they knew the Manchester of went to the men's room, mm-hmm. they would stand outside his office because the best Musr schmooze
1: was to hear him say Ashayatzer. Unbelievable. So true. So true. I once stood next to him when he was Dominic Shimonessor. You he could hear how he was talking in Yiddish.
0: And Yaichi would describe to me yeah. how he would say a shahakal, like a uh, regular, brother. that we say, yeah, you know, you know yeah. how quickly we say a shahakal? <laughs> and how he would yeah. concentrate on shahakal niyabidvaro. Right. Anyway, we could do this old day, Rabbi I don't know about
1: you, but I could certainly oh, I, do it so all I right. love it. we got to come back in more time. Yeah, I
0: agree with that. Yeah, okay, a, few, a few more books, please, <laughs> or my Krohn. I'm told that Gedaliah on the phone with a new assignment. <laughs> uh, you think he'll take it easy on you now for a while, or not? What do you think? What do you think's going to happen now at Art? Until Arsville? after Pesach, please. <laughs> he'll, <laughs> he'll tell you to enjoy Cholimot, and that'll be the end of that. After once Pesach ends, you're going to get yeah. your next assignment. By the
1: way, I want to put in a good word for your wonderful uh, manager, Miriam Wallace. She's wonderful. Thank you very much. Yeah, she. Uh, I don't know if she's listening, but uh, she's very organized, and she's the one who put the whole schedule together. She
0: is amazing, and I don't yeah. know if you heard the news or not. No. Uh, my son got engaged uh, yeah. a couple of months ago, Yosef. Yeah. The wedding's going to be in a few months, and he is engaged to Stephen and Miriam Wallach's daughter. So we have, no we have, a, we have a unique situation at this oh network. Oh, my goodness. By, by the way, that's a good story <laughs> right there. <laughs>
1: And the chup is going to be right here. <laughs> but by that time, they'll allow only 10 people.
0: <laughs> oh God, please, don't give, don't give us that, brocha, please. <laughs> so isn't life funny? You know what Rabbi said to me when, when he heard the news? Yeah, really? He said, in his Russian accent, he yeah. said to me, it's amazing what the abister would do to get two people together. <laughs> that she works for me for eight years, and they really? had, and they that... end up meeting because of our families. So wh-
1: the- who is uh, the one who is the shatran here?
0: I, there is no shot. They met because our families know oh, each other, wow. and, you know, and we become close. Where does she
1: live? I have no idea.
0: In the five towns. Wow. So isn't that funny? I
1: have to call and tell her Tov. Yeah. yeah. Big news. Yeah.
0: Let, let her know how nice the Siegel family is, please. <laughs> I You know, I used to joke with my son. I would when when he was getting very serious. I said yeah. to him, uh, "So, what do you know about the family? You know." Right there. <laughs>
1: anyway. You know what? I, you know what? I can't get over. I got to tell you this. Yeah. It Has nothing to do with our conversation, yeah. but. You know, when Bloomberg was thinking of running, right. I remember the only time that I ever met him was at this, Shiva. At Shiva, right? He was sitting right next to me. That video, talking. yeah. That you know, that video went crazy. <laughs> I know that. I couldn't believe because
0: it. of what he said at my brother That's, Shiva. Yeah, and you were your father's. That was my brother Shiva. The the video the 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 place where you 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 were at my father's shiva right but but the place that you met Bloomberg was my brother's shiva oh back in 2011 my father oh, died in 2008 uh. so that video yeah which you know the whole world Re- now knows yeah. uh, you were there yeah Rav David Feinstein had just left yes and Mayor Bloomberg just walked in wow wow it's funny no? life is funny anyway. Rabbi Krohn, I thank you.
1: It's such an honor to be here. People so should go to, to the bookstore.
0: To Are there still bookstores out there? There's still bookstores oh, yeah. out there. People <laughs> yeah. should go to the bookstore and look for At the Maggid Seder. There's also a website. Are you familiar with websites, Rabbi Krohn?
1: Yeah, sure.
0: <laughs> you ever visit the New York Giants <laughs> website or you haven't had a chance yet? I mean, you, you ever look at their roster to see how they're doing or not?
1: <laughs> now that Eli Manning is gone, I don't know what's going to happen. That's it. You're uh, finished just, with them. <laughs> at least for a while.
0: And what's the Mets prospects this year? Do you find this to be a promising twenty twenty five? If the they Mets? can get
1: um, Cespedes back, you know that that's would the be key, something. huh? Yeah, I think so. I'll tell you, you got to get him back. I think he's healed already, right?
0: One, I have no idea. I'm not following the Mets, yeah. but yeah. Uh, one thing I could tell you, Colomite success, you're not you're not going to have to worry about the Mets. It's usually done by June, July. As, as I always remind, as I always remind my friend Shimon Lefkowitz, yeah, I'll call him like in August and I'll say to him, "The annual Mets championship kiddish has been postponed." <laughs> <laughs> and I ask you, when you see Shimon, do me a favor and, and help help me pile it on if you don't mind. Oh, you can't. You're a Met fan. I can't. No, I, okay. I can't ask you to do that. All right, Pesach Krohn does know that there's a website. It's called artscroll.com. dot com. and every one of my Krohn's books. Are on that
1: website It could be the books You wrote 20 years ago It could be the books You just completed right. now And that I don't even know If we ever spoke about it The Glittering World of Chesed Do you have that book? How long ago did that come out? A year year and a half ago Why did After? you visit us At that okay, time? Okay I will send it to you And we'll do that We should do a separate interview yeah, On that course. book Yeah of course I'll send it to you Send it right here I appreciate that And what's the zip code He yeah, has I'll make sure you get it You know the zip code yeah. uh, Do I? I think so <laughs> 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 The zip code is 1002
0: <laughs> Now anybody wants To send this snail mail Knows how to do that <laughs> I think this might be the first time in a 35-year career I ever give uh, our zip code on the air. How do you like that? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> the book is called "At the mogged Seder." Go to artscroll.com. dot com, check it out. Go to your, uh, go to your, put it in your cart. Go to checkout and use the promo code Radio. It saves you 15 percent already. A well worth it book, and 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 imagine you're offering a 15 percent discount if they use the promo code okay. Radio. I mean, you want this in every house. You want this in every house for the Pesach, say I Simple hope so. Day. I hope so. Rabbi Krohn, Echad Kosher.: Amen. Thank
1: you so and much. And we
0: should really have a happy and healthy Amen. Pesach, Pesach, Pesach this year for everybody. Pesach. Acheinu Israel Yisrael and Achimachem are brothers and sisters in Israel. We are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listener-sponsored digital radio, around the world, web, and AchimSingle.com and the Nahum Single Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. My thanks to by Krohn. Go to artscroll.com, enjoy the discount with promo code radio, and make sure to enhance your Pesach Seder with this amazing book at the Maggid's Seder. My thanks to Yoni Pollock. He served as videographer this morning for Facebook Live. Go to facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network. You could watch that video forever. Could you imagine the conversation I just had with Rabbi Krohn will be available forever uh, at... Um, at uh, At the facebook.com slash Nachum Siegel Network. That's right. You can hear Rabbi Krohn's comments about the Mets even years from now and see if his predictions came true or not. Um, and I thank our friends at Art Scroll for uh, helping us get Rabbi Krohn into our studio this morning and making sure there was no bris to interfere with his schedule. But there's a bris later today? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem.